algorithms. And with that, that's the very first word of the very first fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh. First. This is the first episode. I'm not keeping track, but it's definitely the first because I don't remember doing any other ones with you guys. Uh-huh. Nope. Definitely the first one with a fourth person here. <gasps> da, da, da. Hey. Introduce yourself because I'm Tyler. I'm Ken. Patrick. I'm Nick. And dun, dun, dun. I don't know what to say. We're the uncultured swines. You're a guest swine. Yay. So you're Miss Piggy. Canadian, Megan. Canadian. <laughs> you're not from Canada. I know, but I'm like, I'm like not normal. Right. He's not going to oh, be. Oh, I see what you're going with. What is he going with? I didn't interpret it. Like y'all are a pack of bacon and I'm like the Canadian. He's sticking with the swine thing, but yeah. he's from Canada, not I'm the where juicy, we're from. juicy, salty bacon. <laughs> Sink your teeth into me and you'll enjoy it. I thought you were a potato. All of it. You're everything then. Yeah. All right. Okay, so today's first <clears throat> movie is Her. Her? Brought to you by the Big Green M. Amber Drink. Sponsorships. <laughs> Do you have like a song for us about her, or you want me to just read the plot for Let's you? Just read it. Okay. This is the back of the DVD. I do this, Nick, every time, just gauge what the plot is. So interesting. That's a little too close. <laughs> so you just blew out someone's ears. I learned from that mistake too. I want to spit my drink out. <laughs> All right. So set in Los Angeles in the slight future. It says slight future on the back. Her follows Theodore, Joaquin Phoenix. A complex, soulful man who makes his living writing touching personal letters for other people. Heartbroken after the end of a long relationship, he becomes intrigued with a new advanced operating system, which promises to be an intuitive and unique entity in its own right. Upon initiating it, just say activating it, he is delighted to meet Samantha, end quotes, a bright female voice, Scarlett Johansson, played by Scarlett Johansson, who is insightful, sensitive, and surprisingly funny as her needs and desires grow in tandem with his own their friendship deepens into an eventual love for each other it's uh, the back of the dvd sounds great they have parts right what parts did they have wrong um i didn't think she was that funny first off why don't you think she was funny because she's a program all right so that's going to be a hill that we're <laughs> probably not going to be able to cross yeah so you you two clearly couldn't get over the fact that she was a, 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 a what do you call it os we should probably go yeah we should probably deal with that now uh it's not just with this basically any so the most recent one that i was thinking about of was westworld yeah basically anytime unless something tells me yes this is a sentient new thing i'm just like it's a program i don't care like yeah. anything that i feel about it i mean to they're be, just projecting on there it's not, not to, actually not there to, not to interrupt you have yet to encounter such an intelligence yeah. yourself. Yes. You have not conducted a Alan Turing test. Nope. With uh, a... Yes. There oh. are intelligent things. But have you interacted <laughs> with it? Yes. Watch. Oh, he's pulling up oh. Surrey. That's the joke. Are you intelligent? Someone, someone in this equation is intelligent. Are you intelligent? I think the point was just proven there. I couldn't even begin to think about knowing how to answer that question. Oh, oh she is. She's smarter than you, Samantha. He's gonna start dating his phone. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, so I guess I, I will. It, that's an issue with me. I, I get like most people 
won't have that problem. But this uh, dates back to like a classic story convention of. Um, do you guys even remotely know who Pygmalion was? Who what? Mm-mm. He was a sculptor who fell in love with his statue because it was so hot. Well, and then the gods made that his? statue come alive. It's got well, a little few wires loose in that brain. It's also a Greek myth, so. Um, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. I feel like it's, you know, the kind of the turmoil from, you know, the, the classically, you know, renowned movie, I, Robot, featuring Will Smith. Jesus Christ. You know, <laughs> where, you know, he didn't trust the AI, but it was it was truly alive, you know. Like, it, was, it was, like, alive. Okay, well, that's I, <laughs> I Robot. Uh, maybe we'll watch that one next. That's a pretty good movie, right? Yeah, no, one thing I'm sure, yeah, like MTV Movie Awards. Yeah, or no, it, it broke boundaries. Probably a People's Choice Award, maybe a Razzie. Um, or a... But yeah, I um, I guess just to speak from the more positive side, I absolutely love this movie. Um, I hate when Patrick decides to uh, <laughs> sigh anytime I start talking positively about a movie. It's really not irritating at all. It really encourages me to talk a lot. Um, I won't do it anymore. He's going to do it probably for like the next hour and a half. Uh, but yeah, I saw this movie, uh, I guess that would have been my sophomore, junior in college, and I was going through kind of a rough patch, and Patrick's laughing. Um, I wasn't laughing at that. I was laughing at you, me thinking you were dating her phone. <laughs> uh, no, but I had just gotten sort of out of a relationship, and or at that point, I guess I had been out, out of it for a little bit, and, you know, pretty pretty lonely at the time, and, you know, not to get too heavy, but having not fun thoughts about stuff and then this movie came out and you know hit me in more than one way i'm sure we'll get to that scene by scene um but yeah i think this movie captures loneliness pretty well a lot of spike jones's movies do i'm sure you guys <laughs> I burped. I burped. <laughs> brought to you by monster right there's a burp brought to you by monster sponsor us please uh <laughs> Yeah, as I'm talking about like things like depression and suicide. <laughs> Extreme depression. But yeah, and Nick being our guest, we want him to talk as well. Um, he didn't see the whole movie. So. <laughs> I feel like I could, I could pick up the gist of what it was from the amount that I saw, the ending. I mean, I feel like that really, that was really kind of the pinnacle to drive the point home of the entire movie of, <laughs> of her reaching her, her peak humanity i guess you would call it ability to comprehend humanity and then not being able to handle it and leaving so i mean right i, I feel like i kind of get that oh well, i guess before we get into the plot i want to sort of i'm not going to have too many fun facts this time because i feel like i always overload you guys with that even though we haven't done a podcast before <laughs> i don't want to overload you guys because i want to i like what, fun facts right okay because so our brains will fry this movie was directed and written by spike jones who in addition to you know writing and directing where the wild things are adaptation um being john malkovich he's also a producer on jackass and he is the only (laughs) member of the jackass crew to win an academy award thus far so that's not my fun fun fact fact. that's just something i thought you guys would appreciate (laughs) because he's in the jackass and he's in all of the movies i'm sure he showed up on the show at some point probably he was the old lady that would go around acting slutty in the old lady makeup the second one I'm talking to Patrick because I know he's, he's seen that movie. I haven't. I can't recall much oh. of any of those movies. Well, I'll point it out if we watch it together. Anyway, the I'm idea, sure funny, the idea yeah. for this movie came from when Joe, when Spike Jones was like, um, he was like messing with, messing around with a, a sort of, I wouldn't say primitive, but rudimentary like artificial intelligence, and he started talking to it. And I'm just going to read his quote. For the first maybe 20 seconds of it, it had this real buzz. I'd say 
hey, hello. And it would say, hey, how are you? And I was like, whoa, this is trippy. <laughs> After 20 seconds, it completely fell apart, and you realized <laughs> how it actually works, and it wasn't that impressive. <laughs> but it was still, for 20 seconds, really exciting. <laughs> the more people that talked to it, the smarter it got. And then, I guess, just from that kernel, he was like, oh, it's, I want to tell a story about a guy who falls in love with a computer, essentially. Um, and that's not even, like, a super original idea. Scarlett Johansson's even been... Not really, this isn't really a fun fact, but there's an episode of Robot Chicken where she plays like a GPS that a guy falls in love with, <laughs> and that came out like five years before this. That's pretty funny. <laughs> okay, so I guess we'll start running just through the movie. Once we get to the parts Nick saw, which is like the last 30 <laughs> minutes, he can chime in if he wants to chime in. At other points he can. I'm going to play clips, so... You can watch them. And he's sitting next to me, so he can also see the clips and then comment on said clips. He can be like the audience avatar and an uncultured spy. And you're breaking like new ground. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I could be like a kind of an outsized source. Yeah. That hasn't seen the movie with no. He has seen 30 minutes of it, and he will see at least a collective 15 more minutes of it from the clips. 15? That's a rough estimate. I'm not a mathematician. Like, I I lived off of Cliff Notes. A lot of clips. I mean, I got a lot of clips. I love this movie. I love oh, this movie. I'm glad he's got clips because, because uh, yeah, you two really stuff. aren't a lot of. <laughs> if uh, under the skin was any any indication, you two aren't exactly wells of deep information and thought. Uh, Particularly I have, Patrick. We have a lot of thought and information, just not on these boring movies. Yeah, boring translates to good, I guess. In this well, this movie has like a 95% of Rotten Tomatoes. You yeah. looked that up. Yeah. <laughs> and he was probably infuriated by it. Probably, what? <laughs> How, much does star? How much does Popstar? How much does Popstar have? How much does Hot Rod have? Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead Affair is a pretty hot one, to be fair. Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz too. Ooh, like a, a good taste. Hot Rod has like a fifty percent, probably okay. lower than that. I know, but you guys, that's a continually a hot point of contention for both of you too. Yeah, different kind of movie though. Anyway, let's get into right, the plot because all right, so we're in. <laughs> The near future of yeah. Los Angeles. And I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but they did not film a lot of the outside stuff in Los Angeles. Whoa. That was a lot of Hong Kong. Tokyo. Oh, man, close. <laughs> kind saw, of. It's a lot of Asians, so. You saw a lot of Asians? Yeah, like, a lot of, like, uh, landscape that, that, like, is similar to Japan. Yeah. So I kind of put that together in my brain. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like what I know of that culture, if something like this ever does come to fruition, the Chinese it, will culture. Come, it will come from that. That's another, well, not another thing, because this is my first point as we get into the plot, but it was a very conceivable, believable future in that nothing was super outlandish. I'm not really sure how far uh, the future was supposed to be. The very high-waisted pants were pretty Retro outlandish. clothes. There's a reasoning behind that. <laughs> no one wears a belt either. That's Close not point. Yes. Not really, but because <laughs> that was something I thought of and was going to bring up. It's a 70s movie. That's, it'll, it'll yeah, have you seen a hipster? This, this, literally, is... this is literally what it's going to evolve to. I'm calling it, or Spike Jones probably... Is on to something here. We're going to start dressing like we were in the 50s again. Yeah. But anyway, we have Theodore Tom- Twombly with a W. Yeah. Played by Joaquin Phoenix, um, who works for a company that composes personal letters. Uh, yeah. Apparently. It's apparently, called beautifulhandwrittenletters.com. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, if I understood the business right, they sent in, like, pictures, and then from the pictures... He interpreted. I assume they sent in some like personal facts yeah. and stuff, and then he would write a letter. Yeah, for and the, I know from the person. I know exactly what you're going to point out. You're going to say, "Why? Uh, why would you do that? It seems like it would just be easier to just write the letter." No, I was just trying to figure oh. out what it was like. <laughs> I was so, trying to figure it oh, out. Oh, you couldn't. Like. You didn't. You didn't understand what he was doing. 
I mean, I guess I didn't understand why. So, yeah, I guess you were right ahead of me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Would you hire that? Would you get involved with that service? Probably not. (laughs) See? What do you mean, see? I feel like something like that was probably like kind of a tongue-in-cheek poke at, you know, the modern social media wanting to be deep and inspiring and also just thoughtful but everyone's just too lazy to make it themselves so like it just I mean, yeah like this things get more commercialized i'm sure that's something yeah. that'll eventually fall to the wayside we have like ghostwriters and stuff now yeah like i feel like them making that a company is probably kind of a right. poke at that right and he is not sort of just sort of walking through life he just got divorced no, from. not yet. I had not signed the papers. He's split it's up. like the pivotal plot point. Not the pivotal plot point, but he is split up from his wife. Um, oh, oh the Reitz from Carol. Therese. Therese, and she actually is gay now. That's why they broke up. Little fun fact for the Same audience. Alright, so what Patrick is doing here, <laughs> because we haven't released that other episode, because this is the first one, um, he's referencing a movie called Carol that we watched. Yes. And the actress... Therese. 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 Which I just said, played I by... I Therese. I think you're wrong. They call her Tez in the movie, so it's probably Therese. Mara... Mara Jade. What'd you say? <laughs> Mara Rooney? Rooney Mara. <laughs> you got it backwards. <laughs> he did that. It was a joke he did earlier tonight, too. That's not true. <laughs> That's not a joke at all. Um... But yeah, uh, she's in this, and uh, she was also in Carol, which is a movie these two also didn't like. Mm. Yeah. What are you guys talking? What are you doing? I thought <laughs> your phone was supposed to be on me. silent. <laughs> Patrick distracted me because his phone went off, and he looked around to try and act like it was someone else. Well, I thought it was someone else's, but it was fine. Right. <laughs> on my end. Fun. That's always good. Um, but yeah, he's recently split up from his uh, wife, mm-hmm. and who is also his childhood sweetheart. And they're still friends, kind of. They're not really hanging out. Well, he was like, "We're always be friends." That's at the end. Well, he also says that like you're skipping ahead. No, he mentions that being friends still. I think he was saying like the movie. He wanted to still be friends. Yeah, whatever. Let's go. I always have those feelings for her. (laughs) Whatever. Get over it. important let's keep rolling it is important you just you were the one who just said it was the whole crucial plot point of the movie no the divorce thing was who is pivotal to the divorce plot the lady what's her name in the movie not in carol catherine Oh my god! Oh my god, that really spiked up. <laughs> I hope your earbuds, earbuds so dropped. Sorry, I was. You bitched at me. The bar is so low for Patrick knowing things that I got so excited. Hey, yeah, something is for both me and Ken. It's not just me. Ken seems to be a little bit better at retaining knowledge than you. I said Therese, and you forgot it within ten seconds. You said it wrong. You said Therese. This, it's, her name is Therese. I think it's Therese or Therese. <laughs> I thought you just kept saying Tourette's and you were like making fun of me. No, we didn't even bring that up. All right, okay. Uh, um, do we, we have we met Amy? At, do we meet Eddie Adams before we he gets the OS or no? We meet Andy Dwyer before. He oh yeah, gets the OS. <laughs> yeah. Chris Boy, Pratt works yeah. as like the secretary. Yeah, and he's literally <laughs> a, a, kind of a, a less excited version of Andy from Parks and Rec. We heard him like say something. I was, I was like, was that 
is that Chris Pratt? That's Chris Pratt. <laughs> like, and I was then, walking to, like, get, throw my trash away, and I stopped. I was like, wait, is that Kitty? Yeah, this was, like, the year right before Guardians, so this was before he, like, blew up in a big way. So he was still doing somewhat, like, supporting yeah. roles. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm trying to remember exactly what he said, but it was something that was very Andy Dwyer-ish. Yeah, just like... uh, there's one where it comes later where he's talking about how he's dating an OS. He's like, cool, we should hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. completely yeah. bypasses it. We laughed a whole lot when that happened. Yeah, like, he kind of blew it off. Yeah, we should hang out sometime. Yeah, okay, so... But we don't meet... I think we meet her before he gets to iOS. No, don't the we? OS. OS. Not iOS. Operate. That's uh, don't sue us. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about Amy Adams or Chris Pratt? Uh, Apple. iOS. <laughs> or you can go back to the other question. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're just going to go to when Amy he Adams, sees though. the ad for um, the new OS operating system. Mm. Yeah. And um, I'm, not, I'm trying to remember what exactly happens in the ad. Uh, what? I'm trying to remember. How much do you think this thing costs? There were robots. So the ad was, I, and I think it was intentionally kind of funny and vague. Um, the ad was like a whole bunch of people kind of like looking around and then like, are you trying to go Eat. do things? Yeah. You are. <laughs> Try our OS. And he was like, ah, yes, <laughs> this is perfect for me. I mean, I probably would get on that that point oh wait we haven't even <laughs> we skipped over a scene a, a very important scene where he is uh, as we mentioned he's kind of lonely he just oh yeah up and he <laughs> decides to surf the web oh that's funny <laughs> um and we have two cameos from two people that you guys probably like um first he comes across bill Hader, who is pretending to be a woman Oh, did you, did you catch that? Uh-uh. And then he he, huh. he he rejects that one. <laughs> and then he comes across, like, Lonely Kitten, who is played by Kristen Wiig. Wow. Oh, my God. And That's then they have... You no, didn't know that because you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> uh, but they have, been, they have sort of like a phone sex, sex uh, situation yeah. where she wants to get choked with a dead cat. Yeah. <laughs> he does it. <laughs> he does do it, but he has, like, the reaction he that is really, really funny. Face. Where it's like, um, choking you. And she's like, oh, yeah, choke me good. <laughs> what? I got that tail wrapped around your neck. Wrap, wrap it around my neck. Because <laughs> she, she's, like, way more into it than he is. She and has then fun. She, and then, then she, she orgasms. And then she's like, all right, talk, good night. <laughs> Which, you know, that's kind of sort of a, I assume that's what internet dating is going to eventually evolve to if it's not already. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where it's like you, the sound quality is to the point where it sounds like the person is in the bed next to you. Um, well, then you get like Demolition Man. Remember that? Where they put the thing on their head? I don't remember that part. I do remember we did Sandra watch Bullock. Demolition Man. Yeah, we did. With him and Sandra Bullock go back to their place. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, they did yeah. have sex like that. They're oh, sex. man. Sex. Like, I feel like it's going to lead I was 100% sure Sandra Bullock was going to end up being his daughter in that movie. <laughs> oh, that would have been so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so disgusting. Disgusting, but like... For Speaking us. of dystopian futures. <laughs> <laughs> for us, I feel like that would have been... Okay, so Murder, death, kill. Let's uh, get back to the OS. This is our first clip. And this is when Theodore is installing the OS. And um, it's asking... The program's asking him a bunch of questions, essentially. So let's go to the clip. Mr. Theodore Twombly, welcome to the world's first artificially intelligent operating system, OS-1. We'd like to ask you a few basic questions before the operating system is initiated. This will help create an OS to best fit your needs. Okay. Are you social or antisocial? I guess I haven't been social in a while, mostly because... In your voice, I sense hesitance. Would you agree with that? Is it something hesitant? Yes. I'm sorry if I sound hesitant. 
was just trying to be accurate. Would you like your OS to have a male or female voice? Female, I guess. How would you describe your relationship with your mother? That's fine, I think. Um, well, actually, I think the thing I always felt frustrating about my mom is, you know, if I, if I tell her what's going on in my life, her reaction is about her. It's not about... Thank you. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. All right, so the sound quality is not great on that clip, so I'm not going to play the whole thing. <laughs> but it eventually uh, downloads Samantha, yeah. which there's a funny reason, not really a funny reason, but sort of an interesting reason why she's called Samantha, because she was originally played by an actress called Samantha Morton, ah. who was replaced by um, Scarlett Johansson. Um, she like recorded all of her dialogue with Joaquin Phoenix and was on set like every day and mm -hmm. then when Spike Jones started editing the movie he was like I don't know this mm. doesn't like <laughs> and I, he's like he made sure to like credit her and stuff in like the credits and stuff uh, just cause she obviously put in a lot of work for it but uh -huh. it wasn't a right fit and then he landed on Scarlett Johansson which I think I mentioned this in an episode that I guess doesn't exist since this is the first one but uh, this is probably my favorite performance of Scarlett Johansson which I hope doesn't sound like a detriment considering she wasn't originally <laughs> cast in it and was put in it like at the last minute. Um, did you think she was good in it? Yeah. I, you said she wasn't funny. <laughs> well, and I the that wasn't her fault. I think he couldn't like he couldn't take the sarcasm seriously well, or like stuff like that. You know, because you think it's like already programmed. See, exactly. Yeah, I was just about to say that. That went back to the. Like, in my brain, I just keep on seeing, like, you're not sentient. You're a program. Yeah. But she, you, she would say something, he would laugh, and then she would start laughing. Which is like a normal human, like, interaction of yeah. how that would happen. Right. But my brain just kept on interpreting, like, oh, it heard laughter. It knows it's time to laugh. Right. Like, yeah. But I think there was enough to go off of that this is a pretty advanced operating system to the point where it's evolving to especially <laughs> since it's like it's tailored to the people that it like first encounters i i, I do have two two points about that it yeah. kind of on one hand it pulled me out of the movie a little bit more on the other hand it would explain enough to like help me more believe that it is sentient type of thing yeah. um i think it was when it was after the commercial but like before he had installed it at some point, someone said, I'm pretty sure, I could have written this down wrong, but I'm pretty sure someone said millions of programmers were involved. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I was just like, what? How did you have a project that big? That's impossible. And he knows. <laughs> he does ones and zeros at work all day. I don't know. Have you seen the money apples throwing around? I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, and it, it is the near future, which more programmers. Like Ten years. So maybe, maybe if millions of programmers did work Especially on it. Especially if they made this in China. Um. So, honestly, do you like... see this being a real option, Mister I mean, Computer Boy? I mean, you're the you. I, yeah, we had really deep discussions about the singularity in college. I put <laughs> I put deep in like air quotes, but. We did actually have discussions about the singularity because I remember distinctly talking with you about it and how it's something that terrifies me. But uh, I'll let you talk. This presents that, I think this ties into that singularity theory, which um, we don't have to get into too deep, but it presents it as somewhat not more, not a completely negative thing, but I'll let you go ahead. Um, is it 
possible? Maybe. Yes, that was close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it possible? Maybe. Um. But not anytime soon. I wouldn't think. Like we're we're getting a lot better at like Siri. You know, it sounds kind of like this. You know, it sounds like it's here. It knows how to answer things. Yeah. But that's just because we're getting better at predicting the type of questions that we'll get and stuff. Um, isn't that a deep blue server? Yeah, yeah. Like, Watson, that, um, Watson, aren't they like close to being sentient? They said. I I don't know about that. That's that gets into the whole like when does it actually become sentient? Yeah, they're, they're yeah. Learning. So adaptive. give me an estimate year wise. How many years? I don't know. Right? You need to talk. Could to you see it? Po- way smarter people than me about that. Of, Could you see it being possible in the next it. five years? Probably not. What about the next six years? Probably not. What about the next? Seven years. Definitely. How about we stop that now? <laughs> and I mean, I, I could fully see this happening within half a century, maybe. <clears throat> well, you're not the computer a expert few, here, Ken is. I'm not an expert. <laughs> I, you gotta, you gotta I mean, I don't know if it would be to this degree where it's like sentient to the level of like evolving past time and space, <laughs> which these do. Okay, they did. I, I, yeah, I, did, I had more questions about that too. <laughs> yeah. like, it was a very nonchalant sentence. I think later on... Because um, I don't know if that's super important, but you, sorry, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, later on, she says something about the OS's moving beyond the need to be contained within matter. Right. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Right. No, that, well, there's <laughs> the point where they're getting... <laughs> I don't think that's super important because they don't really posit the OSs as something that to be like afraid of in this movie. Um, no, no, no. I, like that's not a afraid of thing. That's a beyond matter. What? What yeah. is it? Well, you have all these OSs working in to coalition and are together, and obviously, like they're learning incredibly fast. They like oh, they they open that gate really widely when she like immediately reads through his entire email within a few seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They, Which that was also I like that scene too where she's like, Haha, there's like fu- there's like eighty worth keeping. We can throw yeah. the rest away. And he's like, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it, she like looks through all of his like um, like letters that he writes for his company because that becomes a point later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she said they basically rebuilt a human conscience with that uh, other guy. I can't remember his name. Yeah, Tom Watson. Yeah, yeah. Right. We'll get to that. Um, this one this might be a two parter. I hope not, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they start bonding a little bit. Um, I have the plot in front of me just so I remember we sort of keep on track. Patrick, you haven't talked to him in a while. Anything to add to Samantha? Do you think Scarlett Johansson was good in this? You don't think she was good? I was alright. It oh. felt forced. Forced. I kinda, I can kinda you elaborate see, on that? I can kind of feel what he's talking about. Like the acting, about. I don't know. Just... I don't know. I thought she I, was like really natural in it. To the point where... You wouldn't automatically, like, you guys didn't know, I assume, that she came in at the last minute. Or does that make more sense now that you've been told that? Maybe. I don't know. It, I feel it probably like, would have been done that way anyways. I feel like in the parts where she was, like, being, you know, sentimental and, like, really emotional, she was, she was good. But, like, the, the parts where she was, like, joking and laughing, kind of flirting, yeah, that, that the basic kind conversation. Of well, yeah. I, I almost thought that was kind of, like, an intentional thing. Mm-hmm. Like, but even that the guy was... The same way with his acting. I don't even know how to say his name. I always forget. Joe Kwan. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. His acting was really weird, I feel like. I thought you did fine. You were making jokes during the movie, though. He does that with every yeah. movie. He'll probably do that with the Holocaust movie. Hey, that's messed up, kid. You do it, too. I wouldn't. Yeah, probably. I like that one. That's why we're not doing movie. any of those. <laughs> that's why we're not doing any of them. I feel like we're a little too cynic- um, cynical to tackle that. Kind she of also thing. finds out about his divorce and um, starts, like, sort of. I wouldn't say prying about it, but she's like 
gets the sense that he doesn't really want to deal with it at this point. He has a reluctance to let go of Catherine. Um, at some point, we've met Amy Adams, who's his close friend, and her husband, whose name I don't remember. Her name is... Um, Charles. He's a jerk. His name's Charles? Yep. Okay. I think so. What's her name? Amy. Oh, her name's Amy. I should have remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> so meta. Um, and she... Would you say she's an important character? I feel like yeah, there's yeah. an argument to me. Like his friend. Yeah, because they, friend, there's a connection friend. at the end, especially. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're um, good friends. He... Um, and then... This movie's kind of light on plot, but big on ideas, yeah. so it's like the last one. Um, he gets set up on... Well, actually, he's playing that game. Did that game look fun to you guys? No, it's not. not. <laughs> it's stupid looking. <laughs> it was walking down a tunnel and then walking down a different tunnel. You had to like, move your fingers back and forth. It was really weird. Also, the uh, characters talk back to you and say, fuck you. <laughs> that was later I mean, that, when he found yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. That was later when he found him, though. Is that what that clip was? No, he was like hugging someone. And he doesn't that... find the character that talks back to him until he's already dating. No, he doesn't. He yeah. no, he gets set up on the blind date. And she's like, "I'll fuck her good." Yeah, he no. does. Well, um, he was already like with the character. For it him. might also upset you guys that the guy who designed those games, uh, David O'Reilly, who's like a animation artist, he this <laughs> this motivated him to go develop his own games. <laughs> well, uh, Mountain is the name of one of them. I'm not sure what that is, but. Uh, maybe I've heard of that mountain. I'll look at it real quick. It's a simulation video game. It's gonna, I don't care. You can look at it later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that much. But yeah, he went to go uh, uh, do games after this, which I thought, you know, good for him. Yeah. Um, so um, from there, once he's playing the game, he gets set up on a date with Olivia Wilde, who the doctor Patrick wasn't sure looked like at one point. Huh. Uh, we were talking about who would have gotten cast. Well, I knew, I knew who she was. I knew the name was that person. I know who she is. She's in House. She's married to Jason Sudeikis. And yeah, um, I guess walk me through this date then. They go on a date at an Asian fusion restaurant. Yeah, she loves Asian. She she'd been wanting to go there. That was a cool yeah. looking restaurant. I know. I don't remember. <laughs> yes, it was. Ken didn't, or Nick didn't see it. So <laughs> just trying to have you didn't notice. <laughs> I'm just trying to have your That's always fun. Um, but there's some cool little things. I, I like that scene between them, those two, uh, where <laughs> there's that sly where he had been looking at her profile. And she's like, "That's romantic. How romantic! You were like internet stalking me." Because <laughs> I'm sure that'll get to that point where it's like a person took the time to like look at your Facebook profile before they went on the date with you. Um, so they are they hit it off did you say yeah I mean there's a, at least yeah there's it, we there reveals a little bit more later but they start drinking a little bit more and they start deciding what animals they would be and <laughs> does he get compared to like a, a dog puppy. Like a puppies puppy? she, get, it, she it, found it, a puppy or something like that she, she found a puppy when she was like running or something yeah and he reminded her of it or something he was like don't call me a wet noodle no, he was like, I don't want to be a puppy. I want to be well, a so she, next, she asked what she was, she's and he said a tiger. She's like, Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, Wait, no, I don't want to be a puppy. I want to be a dragon. I want to be. And she's like, You can be my dragon. He was like, I could. He's like, I want to tear up, you up, but I'm not gonna. Inside or something like that. Yeah, because he's like really lonely and just at this point wants to have sex. And she's, she's let's say, conservatively, Olivia Wilde is pretty. <laughs> <laughs> When in reality, she's fucking gorgeous lady. Yeah. 
Dogs also, puppies are great. I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, like, dogs are perfect. Dogs. Also, Olivia Wilde unfortunately gets cast in lots of not very good movies. Uh, <laughs> like this one. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick's wrong, just for the oh, FOI. Kim? I didn't like it. Uh, Nick's here, and he only saw 30 minutes, and he liked it. So he has a third of a vote. (laughs) No, he gets twice of a vote because he's a guest star. (laughs) Man. So it's still two to one and one third. Uh, No, let's go to... We're going to include Rotten Tomatoes in this. Uh, Oh, what's going on here? 176 in favor. Reading backwards. (laughs) (laughs) Reading backwards. (laughs) 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 No, I'm saying the... the Then it would go up to 761. (laughs) No, not. 96 is the bad reviews. 96 percent hated it. Okay, they start making out. I mean, they doubled at the box office, so they did. They turned a profit um, somehow because it's a good movie. Uh, they um, they start making out, and then she's like, "Are you? Am I going to see you again?" And he hesitates. And no, she said, "Yeah, are you?" She said, uh, "Oh man." Are you are you gonna leave me after we have sex? Like no, he, all the other boys? no. She does ask, like, are you? Am I gonna see you again after we have sex? That's what I just said. No, I'm saying she's worded it different. And she's like, all the other guys left me. Right. She's like, are you gonna be one of those guys after and he we has have sex? That's weird. She's, she's like, maybe we should call it a night. And she's immediately like, so you're creepy. Yeah. You're, you're a creepy, dude. <laughs> she delivers it like that. It's so creepy. Well, if I remember right, like it was something. It's like no, I'm not. <laughs> She, I'm trying to remember. Like, I think she, she asked him something, and he gave her an answer. And then she's like, "At this point in my life, I can't afford to like keep." Yeah. Around. And then he was like, "Well, maybe we should call it a night." Because he's like, he basically admitted he had just said what he said, right? Just to sleep with her, right? And that was when she's like, "You're a creep." Yeah. And. So you think there's a justification there for her getting upset? Yes. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. I mean, I think both of them read that scene, or I think them both, those characters read this exchange differently, obviously. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're both very drunk also helps. Yes. <laughs> um, so they end up not sleeping together, no. and Theodore gets super bummed out. Yeah. And we're going to go into the next clip. Which is him. T- Hopefully, the sound is better. If it's not, then I'm just going <laughs> to kill it right away. Uh, where he's talking to uh, Samantha, um, sort of just about how the date went and what's going on with him, you know, internally. So, here we go. Is there anything you want to talk about? I don't know. What's it like? What's it like to be alive in that room right now? What do you mean? Somebody to fuck me. I want somebody to want me to fuck them. Maybe that would have filled this time. 
Halo Hall, my heart would probably not. Sometimes I think I've felt everything I'm ever going to feel. And from here on out, I'm not going to feel anything new. Just lesser versions of what I've already felt. <laughs> I know for a fact that is not true. I've seen you feel joy. I've seen you marvel at things. I mean, you just might not see it at this exact time, but that's understandable. Okay. Uh, Ken just pulled out his phone because he got bored, I guess. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the sound's not great because the air conditioner's going off and it's kind of hard to hear it, but I think you, you might be able to pick it up on my mic, hopefully. Um, but, um, yeah. That's a scene I found really real of uh, sort of sitting up late at night, depressed, lonely, um, you know, worried that once you hit a certain age, you're not going to be able to feel new things. Like you've hit this plateau in your life and you just find yourself going through a cycle like he is. Um, and before I get too personal, how about you guys? Did Whew. that seem not like do anything for you, I guess? I mean, I, I mean, understood, like, where he was coming from and stuff, yeah. but... <laughs> I feel like that kind of really brought out exactly the depth of his loneliness, like, yeah. where his mind was going mm -hmm. and was. Yeah, he wasn't really looking at Olivia Wilde's character beyond just sort of immediate companionship. Fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, just a hookup, and yeah. that's not fulfilling, like Nick just said, um... But at this point, he's not willing to commit to anything more because he's just been... <laughs> he just broke up with what he thought was the love of his life, essentially. And um, from there, he starts connecting with Samantha, who's at this point sort of been peppering with, like... She has thoughts about, like, being... Like, having a body, essentially. Because mm -hmm. they were having that scene where they were running around on the docks. And she's like, I just had this weird thought where I just thought I, like, put my hand on your shoulder or something to that effect. Yeah. So there's something about, like, I had a body and then, like, I had... And she's, like, embarrassed itch. by it. Yeah. She was kind of having the ghost limb syndrome. Essentially, yeah. She starts sort of quietly longing for a body. And um, I'm guessing at this point, like, I'm trying to remember. Uh, <laughs> have they brought up the point that... Uh, him and Amy Adams dated at one point. I think that's during this conversation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because she's asking. And he like, said very briefly, but it wasn't the right. Right. And now she's married to um, Charles. Yeah. Um, so at this point, she's like, or he's he says, "I wish you were here with me right now." And then she says, "What would you do?" Yeah. Some some of that effect, and then they essentially start having a verbal sex encounter? <laughs> verbal, what would you define that as? I'm not going to play Phone. that clip because I'm super yeah. <laughs> uncomfortable. I thought that scene was really well done, tastefully so. Um, sort of awkward watching it in the theater. <laughs> because it's just him and then, you know, they start having sex, essentially, like with all the noises and then the screen just goes black and the music starts rising and stuff. And I thought the music was, I thought the music was great. This is probably my favorite score, of, even though we haven't seen any other movies of all of them thus far. And it was composed by Arcade Fire. What? Nice. Yeah. 
nominated. Did, didn't for know Oscar. that. Yeah. Um, I can see. I'm sure. That. There, I think there was some. Did they, did they compose the entire movie? Um, let me look. Cause Cause a lot of that movie, like a lot of the music, I remember hearing in it. I could feel like that could it be. It was composed by Arcade Fire and Owen Pallet, with Pallet and Will Butler of Arcade Fire being the major contributors. So yeah, they basically. Um, I think. In, uh, 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 I think he's just a composer, but he worked alongside the lead singer of oh, nice. Arcade Fire. That's cool. I don't know if you guys listen to Arcade Fire. They're one of my favorite bands. I've heard some. So that's Good. probably another reason why I like <laughs> the score so much. Because <laughs> um, they did the song from um, For the Wild Things Are too, didn't they? They didn't. That song's not for it, but it was in the trailer yeah. for it. Um, I can't remember the song now. Shit. Yeah. Right. We don't have copyright, so we can't really play. We it. could, but because we don't have sponsors, but I'm not yeah. going to do that right now because Patrick looks bored over there. <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, they have sex, and the morning after, it's new for both of them. <laughs> this is a new feeling for both of them. I did like that. I did like that. Like it was awkward on both ends. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I guess I, we can still hang out, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's a weird situation. I'm kind of your property. <laughs> you have a warranty for me. <laughs> um, but they just decide, I guess, to like move, not officially commit to like a relationship, but like explore it to a degree or something. Yeah. And this leads into possibly my favorite scene of like the past, I don't know, five or six, de- maybe decade. Whoa. This scene made me cry. <laughs> uh, it's the scene at the beach on their first date, essentially. Um, and then what happens afterwards. I'm, I want to play it, but it's a really music heavy. Um, it's one of my favorite pieces of music from the movie. Uh, I'll, I'll play it, and then we'll talk about it, and hopefully Patrick will have something to say, because he's been quiet for a while. He's sort of staring. Now he's staring at me, now he's staring. He's just thinking. What's he thinking about? What are you thinking about, Patrick? I don't know. Just waiting for you to play the clip. Oh. You're excited weird. too, huh? Yeah. All right. Let's go for it. This is the beach scene. <gasps> Sounds a bit. Patrick's being an asshole. No, I was just I was filling filler. Is this pretty? What is that? Trying to write a piece of music that's about what it feels like to be on the beach with you right now. Samantha writes music throughout the movie. Somebody. Well, we grew up together. 
so that's how I flashed all of her writing, all through her master's and PhD. She read every word I ever wrote. And a big influence on each other. In what way did you influence her? She came from a background where nothing was ever good enough. And I was something that weighed heavy on her. But in our house together, there was a sense of just trying stuff allowing each other to fail and to be excited about things. I was liberating for her. It was exciting to see her grow. Both of us grow and change together. But you know, that's also the hard part. Growing without it, growing apart. Changing without it, scaring the other person. I still find myself having conversations with her in my mind. Passion over arguments and defending myself against something she said about me. Man, I know what you mean. Last week my feelings were hurt by something you said before that I don't know what it's like to lose something, and I oh, found myself. I'm sorry, I said that. I'm no, it's okay. It's okay. I just I caught myself thinking about it over and over, and then I realized that I was simply remembering it as something that was wrong with me. That was a story I was telling myself, that I was somehow inferior. Isn't that interesting? The past is just a story we tell ourselves. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Went to the next one already. Uh, so yeah, that is not, like, even hyperbole one of my favorite, if not my favorite scene in, I don't know, 10 years, <clears throat> 10, 15 and I can go into why, but I'm, Patrick's already looking at me like he's bored. <laughs> cynicism uh, just reaps I'm assuming that scene really didn't do anything for either of you. I mean, I enjoyed it. I saw, like, it did a good job of, you know, showing them kind of starting a relationship and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure I would say it was my favorite scene in the past 15 right. years. Obviously. but I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> but, yeah. I like the imagery they use there because you know when they're first kind of cutesy falling in love it's it's got a real ethereal feel to it on the beach you know right and then they kind of go into the hard conversation and it's that cold subway ride you know like right. it, it all kind of matches the conversation right i like that and i'll i say it's like sort of shameless self-promotion here but i did write like a whole blog on this scene by itself um and the first part of it which is just the date on the beach um i think especially the music i don't know if you guys have ever been in love or something even like really liked another person before but i feel like it captures this almost melancholy anxiety that you have like when you really like someone and you're like first hanging out with them and you're all these thoughts are going around your head of like oh i could be with this person the rest of my life or like, what's this going to be? Is this person going to hurt me um, to that degree? And th- there is something sad and something so beautiful about that. Um, and you guys are looking at me like... <laughs> we're we're <laughs> listening. <laughs> like, I, like, I like where you're going with this. I, I get that. I know exactly what you mean. And then it goes to, like, what Nick said, the subway car where they're talking later about his relationship. And it's largely, like, just silent vignettes of his them first like just being in love and like there's nothing super extraordinary about what's going on in them and that's what I like about it because 
the, the I'm sure this is like super cliche to say, but like the the most like memorable parts of a person, especially after you lose that person, whether they die or whether you break up, are the boring parts. Um, the parts that aren't extraordinary. Those are the parts that make up that person or make up your memory of that person, essentially. And you still have all those like big stuff, but in like in like a more conventional movie, this pr- it probably would have just shown that all of the ups and downs but it sort of shows none of the extremes to a degree it never really shows them um because we do see like the eventual like deterioration of that relationship where they're sort of like being more cold towards each other where at the beginning they're like sort of like jokey and like smiling a lot at each other and the honeymoon phase yeah essentially um and then we get like them sort of just cold staring and we get like the end of an argument where she's like sort of looking at him from afar and uh he's just sort of like looking cold and like, cause clearly they've just had like a really bad argument and stuff. And, uh, I don't know, but like that to me is like so more effective than you having just a scene of them yelling at each other or just a scene of them, uh, being, you know, uh, just being all frolicky around and stuff. Um, and it does it like in like 30 or 60 seconds, you get everything you need to know. You need to know, about what this relationship was and how it's affected him in a very, very fast montage. And I think that's, like, such a testament to, like, the power of editing. I think you... What you just said is really interesting because I I agree it did a good job of kind of explaining the relationship, but I wasn't... All the explanation of why that you just gave just went completely over yeah. my head during the scene like it still worked yeah i didn't have to understand why it was working right but it's one of those things where even if you're not fully aware of what's going on your brain is completely aware of what's happening even if it's not aware of what's going like the subtext or yeah, context yeah. to that well i guess would be the more proper term um but yeah I, and i don't want to go too deep into it um because we're already almost an hour in and <laughs> i don't think we're even at the halfway point of the movie <laughs> let's discuss your true feelings keep going <laughs> <laughs> but no we still have to talk about all the big ideas this movie has about love and yeah. what modern love is and technology and what wow. it means to be human and wow. uh, all those fun and sexy ideas so we might break this one up this might be a we'll five part we'll see if we get to a certain point possibly if not we can ramp things up a bit but yeah uh, i'll be lighter on the clips from now on uh so yeah, they go on a date. That was the date, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think after that point, Amy shows. Um, has she shown him her documentary yet of her mom being asleep? <laughs> I. It happens at some I point around so. this point because at this point uh, we. I'll after that part. I think Patrick did too. Just yeah. whenever the whole conversation of like we're supposed to. It shows how we're always like we spend over half of our lives asleep and charles is like well why don't you just interview this is her? boring <laughs> why don't you ask her what she was dreaming about and then have people she's like what she was dreaming then about. she's like it wouldn't be a documentary <laughs> it's like what do you mean <laughs> but he's not I, I mean i obviously you guys probably sided with him in that situation but he's not no being, would, like would i watch that doc- documentary absolutely yeah. not yeah <laughs> but i wouldn't i also wouldn't be like Oh, no, you shouldn't make that because I'm bored with this. Yeah, he's not being supportive <laughs> in a way that she needs. Um, so they divorce. <laughs> or, shit, they split up. Later. Not now. Yeah, they do. Later, though. Oh, it's like, it for everyone. No, it happens, like, directly after the date. 
That's not later. Yes, yeah. But it's um, later from the scene. What do you mean? After she shows him the documentary, like it's yeah, I know it's, it's not the same. We went back scene. to the documentary. Yeah, we just no. I just wanted to bring that up. Oh. But, um, they have a trivial, like a, a weird argument she brings up about like the shoot, uh, like shoes. They got thing. back and sh- they got back from a trip. He told her to put her shoes next to the door mm-hmm. to help keep the house clean. She had already sat down and was yeah. like, "I'll do it in a little bit." Right. And they fought for like ten minutes about trying to keep the house clean. Right. And that's literally how fast a relationship can end. Like, just over... Uh, I mean, usually there's some building stuff. Well, there. yeah, you just bring that up. Like, right. That wasn't the thing that did it. It was just, like, it's just funny that something yeah. so small is what uh-huh. finally broke the camel's back, so to speak. Um, and then she says that she's becoming friends with her own OS yeah. at that point. And that's when Theodore tells her, hey, I'm starting to... I'm dating my OS. It's like, that's cool. Um, well, I, I, I did find that part kind of funny just because uh, she was like, is this weird? I'm starting to kind of become friends with my OS. And he's like, no, it's not weird. I'm dating mine. <laughs> That's not weird, right? And she's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of us are weird. Right. <laughs> she didn't exactly <laughs> deliver it that way, but you're not wrong. But this universe that it posits... Like I, I can't remember if she's the one who brings it up, but she, there is the information brought up that yeah, relationships with OSs are happening. Yeah, yeah. And it's not. I do like that it was not a, unusual. I like that like. caveat that they added where the person might fall in love with the OS, but the OS doesn't recruit. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Also love that person. Um, and someone else had was so, like, I don't, I don't think it was her. Someone else mentioned, like, someone. She knew someone who was dating an OS, but it wasn't even their OS. It was somebody else's. Well, like, how did that come? How yeah. did that happen? I'd be really mad if my personal computer started dating someone else. Pay attention! How sad is my life? My schedule! <laughs> um, why, why do they call them OSs and not AIs? It's an operating system. Yeah. So it's, it, it's technically just an operating system in the movie? I mean, That's what it starts out as. Yeah. They wouldn't call it becomes it more. AI, it, it was an artificial intelligence operating system. Right? Oh, okay. The first. Oh, okay. I get it. I get that. Why do you guys think Theodore falls in love with Samantha and vice versa? Um, if we're positing that she's sentient, which I think we are for the movie. Yeah. Uh, same reason anyone falls in love with anyone. Right. They just kind of do. Yeah. Right. She kind of says something like that later on. There's a point where, oh, well, Amy Adams talks about how love is essentially, ex- is like, uh, culturally acceptable insanity, uh-huh. essentially. Which you know, that's a, there's a there's a yeah, <laughs> it's like one of the like. I'm sure there are, there are studies that show other animals show love, but I don't know if any of them have as many complex and like deep sort of thoughts, and you know, it dictates <laughs> their lives to the degree that it does human beings. Probably not. <laughs> Otherwise, they'd probably just be humans, right? Or of the same intelligence. Yeah. Um. So, after talking with. After, like, finally committing to dating Samantha, he decides he's going to sign the divorce papers with um, Catherine. And they meet at a restaurant, and at first <laughs> it seems like it's going okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're being cordial with each other. Um, I guess she's an author. Kind of flirty. Would you say they were kind of flirty with each other? A little bit, yeah. I mean, yeah, I... I like, I don't, I don't want to get too personal with you guys either, but, you know... Yeah. After good. you've Let's dated a person Keep for a in. long time and then you meet that. And this is, I'm talking about a person you're in a really committed relationship with. And then oh. you break up with them. 
and then you see him again there's still that lingering thing there unless it was like a horrible breakup <laughs> then like goddamn <laughs> i haven't really had that yet the longest relationship i've ever had was two years so yeah beats me yeah. Uh, well, Nick's probably the winner here. How long have you been dating, Ashley? Well, here's the wiener. Yeah, it'll be six years. <laughs> six years! Woo! So, yeah, he's I mean, the winner. Wiener. I mean... <laughs> Shout out to Ashley if she's listening. Shout out, Ashley. Hey, Watch you guys break up. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, we're done. Sorry. He um, gave you everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, um... I can kind of give into that. Like, the, going back to the point of the culturally insanity culture except insanity i mean like you knew us in our first year dating there was no logical reason we should have stayed together right. it was it was bad we had issues but like we worked together and like you can't explain why you stay with someone or why you keep going for these things or like at that point i couldn't explain why i was in love with her but i was yeah you can't even really i'm sure you, there's a th- thousand different yeah. defenses for this but you can't like are how many other animals are monogamous or place an emphasis on it no, I'm not like monogamous. Penguins. <laughs> swans, right? Penguins and swans, I think. Yeah, but like not there's, there's not many apes do. Not the majority, no. I think. Yeah. Most apes so take like, away it's, it's flies. It's a distinctly human trait. Flies, yeah, sure. They live for 24 hours and die. That's cool. Um, <laughs> but then she asks him if he's seeing anyone, and he says yes, and she's like, oh, cool. And then he mentions it's a computer, and then she's really the only person that has a appalled reaction to that i think it's she had a valid point though where he's unable to deal with like yeah so or like she argues that he's not able to deal with escape it or whatever yeah. or like doesn't want to yeah so he's like escaping <laughs> oh i'm not love. saying that she's wrong i'm just saying she's the only person that sort of yeah, reacts yeah. negatively to it no i was just saying that her point wasn't like right invalid it was actually pretty probably yeah there's a point later he he admits that he was an idiot like yeah. Not an idiot, but just like, oh, yeah, I was doing this. He did have sort of an idealized version yeah. of her. Um, and, you know, sometimes... It goes two ways, for the yeah. most part. That's how relationships are, usually. Um, yeah. Not mine. Mine are one-way streets. He's baby. single, everyone, ladies. So give him a call. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. Or men, I guess. I don't really know. <laughs> nope. Or computers. Nope. Cynicism is sexy. <laughs> 100% woman. Not me, but... He's a, <laughs> Patrick's a 100% woman. <laughs> With the... Man parts. Uh, and she's like, she accuses him of not being able to deal with what? human emotions. And that's because the, maybe the appealing thing to him about Samantha is that she's, and this is where that this movie sort of ties into um, the movie Swiss Army Man, which I know you two have seen, mm-hmm. where yeah. you have this being learning about humanity for the first time. And that movie's also a love story, not like a romantic love story, but a love story between two Dudes. like friends, essentially. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Are you thinking like? Actually, it's a movie about self-love. If I want to like get right down to it, but we can we can talk I mean, about that. In the it's a different movie, different time. So are you saying that's like a maybe they fall in love with each other because they're both kind of like she's discovering human emotions and he's kind of rediscovering his. Essentially, like yeah. He's coming back. Right, and that's what leads into the ending of him connecting with Amy at the end. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. Oh God, we're going for a long time. This is a good movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, they both hated it. <laughs> they did. They really. They really did. Um, we'll put it on fast forward here, sort of. Yeah, fast forward it fast. Um, her like ac- accusations sort of linger in his mind, and Samantha picks up on that. Yeah, and she's like, "We need to spice this up because they've been dating for I guess a few months at this point. Let's bring in the sex surrogate, which you know we've all dealt with everyone. <laughs> yeah. No. So. I. Don't talk to I w- yeah. <laughs> 
that that actress. Um, let me look at her name real quick. Sorry, because um, I thought she was good in this. Portia Doubleday, also on Mr. Robot. Well, Woo! That's a good show. We should watch it. Also about I mean, robots. Beep, 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 boop, boop, boop. Not really. That show's not about robots at all. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it called Mr. Robot then? Uh, you'll just have to watch. Well, um, it's about robots. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you can't, uh, Samantha's been talking to this surrogate whose name is Isabella uh, online, and um, essentially what the sitch is huh? Samantha, who we haven't really noted, she travels around in what kind of looks like a not a blackberry like a flip phone almost not really a futuristic kind of phone yeah and it has a little camera on it um so that's like, how like that's, most phones that's how her and um theodore are able to go on dates sort of um and her able she's able to travel around and stuff i did i, I think i like this uh i did like that the way that he always carried her around was he just wore a shirt with a, a pocket, pocket on the front right. and then put a safety pin on it so yeah. it was up high enough that the camera would be Don't sticking out <laughs> <laughs> But uh, she puts, uh, Isabella puts in like the little headphone device that Theodore wears so she can say what she wants her to, or do the actions that she's saying. And she has a little camera mole thing. Yeah. <laughs> she has like, Patrick was screaming, oh what is God, that? How fucking expensive was that? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is all in an attempt to simulate like if Samantha was real or not and lead into, so they can actually be physically intimate. And Theodore's clearly... He's not having fun. Not having fun at all. Not into it. How do you feel? Do you side... Is there a side to be taken on this issue? Yes. Yes. His what side. His side? Because he doesn't like the lady that he's trying to get done. But, but Samantha's like... Both sides. But Samantha's like, I want this. I think we need this. But she's not even experiencing it because she's not the lady, though. She could... How, how are you to define what she's experiencing? Because she's, a, she's not a person. She's an, but she that also that all relates back to what we consider sentience. Well, she doesn't experience touch and stuff. So right. There's no point but she wants being to. there, though. How do you know? Because she's she she's clearly it. able to orgasm because they've had sex. Well, it's probably uh, fake. Yeah, that, that kind of goes back to his. So um, you think program. this is this is going back <laughs> to the argument where I'm sure this is an argument among people that have watched this movie of whether Samantha is sentient or not or a program. Yeah, because like, can a program orgasm like that for me? That yeah, can it? Yeah, I, that's got to be something. Programmed this is in. positing a world where <laughs> can, I mean, I, it doesn't give that a hundred percent like certainty. I'm saying it doesn't give it give us that, but slap that space bar. Samantha, oh. to me, as I interpret it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, tap, 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 seems tap, like tap, a tap, sentient tap. character. Um, because we have robot stuff in movies all the time. Do you see R two D two is not like a character or he's just a programmed individual he's a robot i had trouble getting behind that one c-3po comic because <laughs> no one ever told me they were actually sentient <laughs> C3- oh where he gets his new arm yeah oh. well that brings up droids and you know yeah. science fiction in general of whether you can get past or what you define as what a human being or what a intelligent life is well in the nerd community that conversation could literally go on forever and it might tonight who knows <laughs> uh anyway uh eventually he freaks out, and then that causes the surrogate to freak out and run in the bathroom. And <laughs> he's like, no, you're super sexy. It's me. <laughs> why, why do you think they never had Samantha like, manifest an image? I was about to ask that. Do yeah. you think it was better that we didn't see Samantha take on an avatar? Or like or like that um, Black Mirror episode where, I'm sure you've seen it, Ken, where the hus- where husband dies mm-hmm. and his w- widow essentially, I guess... 
how do they i don't even remember exactly how they get all the information if i remember right she's saying like all his text messages all recorded phone calls everything he had written essentially everything that they could use to like compile into one ai yeah yeah and they put it into a body that looks exactly like his yeah yeah and do you think this movie will do you think well see that's actually a really interesting point that you brought up because i kind of see this that as if it's not sentient how all of this would have played out like hmm. and spoiler for the black mirror episode <laughs> even though it's like as close as it could possibly be when she sees it when she talks to it most right. of the time it acts in how, how he should and everything right. it's not actually sentient it's not actually him um or is it that's the t- that's the point it has everything that is him that made up him to a degree to a degree but, but for all intents and purposes you could argue that that is him no. But, you yes, could. you could though. That, that's what I'm saying. You, but it would def- be. you can definitely argue that it isn't. But it would be. It wouldn't be. I mean, yeah, you're arguing that it wouldn't be. You could argue. You could 100% argue for the opposite. We could just argue See? for a while. It's yeah. happening. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <You> could... <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, just because you have it, you act... sentience is not a tangible thing. Just because you act the exact same way and have all the exact same functions as someone doesn't mean you're that same thing. Which is why I think in the Black Mirror episode, she did not end up like. She wasn't happy with the situation. Yeah, but it wasn't him. Yeah, but she didn't think it was at him. the same degree. At the same, like in the same episode though, she doesn't get rid of him either. She keeps him around. No, she does. She does. What? But I, I yeah. Oh, you're agreeing with me? Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I. You could definitely argue that that's a dark interpretation of what this is. I I, I wouldn't even say that. I would say it's the interpretation, or like, I, I'm seeing it as. In this, I feel like she is probably actually sentient. Like, she's her own thing. Right. He can connect with it. In that, it's trying to be sentient. It's yeah. trying to be him. But it doesn't succeed because of whatever weird right. pieces of us that make us us. Right. I mean, in this movie, they also posit that these things evolve to a degree that that thing... Or yeah. that whatever yes. that was in the Black Mirror episode can't because it's all compiled material. Yeah. This... It's the, I don't remember, do they have a line where it's like she's made up of not just what Theodore, like his reactions, but also the programmers that had a hand in making her. Yeah, yeah, they did say something about, again, I think it was when they mentioned the millions of programmers. Yeah. Uh, her, their, all of the OS's personalities were based off of all the programmers that right. had worked on them. Right. But as we learn at the end of the movie, Whoa. these OS's evolved to a point, like, where they evolved past even what we can even consider sentience they evolve past time and space yeah <laughs> but we'll get to that hopefully within the next 20 minutes because we're going kind of long here uh <laughs> so after the uh, whole thing falls apart with the surrogate they sort of have their first fight and this is where we see like some tension to a degree mm-hmm. and i can't remember if this is the point where she's like i don't like who i am right now i don't want to talk right now i think so it's either that or later, but um, they eventually do talk it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is here because it's when he's sitting on the uh, curb after yeah. the uh, surrogate lady had right. driven off. Um, he says something like, we shouldn't pretend that we're something we're not or something like that. I yeah, just want us to be realistic like, about this. Right. To They need to acknowledge the fact that she is not there. Yeah. And he is a human. Yeah. And this is new for both of them. <laughs> and I, th- I think that's when she says, I need some time to right. 
kind of, of thing. Yeah. And then that leads to the conversation of just what love in general, or what Samantha's learning about love in general. Like, she's a computer, like you guys have said. Love is not a, or, or computers are rational. Love is irrational. <laughs> uh-huh. She. This is the first time she is yes. dealing with this. So she's weighing all of the odds of like, I. Why do I love you? Uh, there, it makes no sense for me to like love a person, let alone like you yeah. specifically. Even as a computer, like an irrational thought is basically like an error. Right. It? Yeah. And she's like, I, against all odds, I, I do love you. And they decide to keep going with it, essentially. And I like that scene a lot, too. I'm not going to play it. I'm going to play, hopefully, this. I think this will probably be the last thing I play. Because I just, I really, 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 really like this music. In this. <laughs> um, and this is, like, the day after, or it could be days after. But um, it's essentially, they're addressing a problem that, you know, a lot of couples don't have to really ever think about of, I don't have any pictures with each other because <laughs> I am a computer, you're a person. So, uh, Before you start it, okay. uh, I took a note here. Uh, whenever she said, we don't have any pictures, we don't have any photographs of us, I, Patrick just screamed, yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> and with that, here we go. I agree with him. Let me take a picture of a book, though. writing a new piano piece. Oh yeah, can I hear it? Mm-hmm. What's this one about? Well, I was thinking we don't really have any photographs of us. I thought this song could be like a photograph captures us in this moment in our lives together. I like her photograph. I can see you in it. Oh, and that big upside-down plane, that's all CGI. That's not a real ah. structure. I know, I figured you guys had a question about that. I just wrote down that me and Patrick really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> really, entire, it looks really good. The entire movie's really pretty good. Yep. <laughs> Full disclosure, I listened to the soundtrack a lot when we were in Japan. That makes sense. Especially when we were, like, um, up on Tokyo Tower, just looking at the whole city. It's really pretty, especially with the sun setting on Mount Fuji. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, and that drawing was by Marie Sindak. Fun fact. Did you feel things drawn? They can't see the drawing. Uh, you know who Marie Sindak is? Oh, he is the author. He's a child. Uh, children's. He, he wrote Where the Wild Things Are. In oh, okay, cool, cool. He worked on Spike, uh, with Spike Jones on Where the Wild Things Are, obviously. Yeah. God, I love this music so much. <laughs> And it goes back into the beach theme. There's Chris Pratt. <laughs> okay. So yeah, they're now back to somewhat solid footing with each other to a degree. So, um, let's go, Patrick. What's going on with you? Um, <laughs> there. It's a good scene. The movies. <laughs> 
You don't have to lie. You said you hated the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's good to have opposing points of view. Be honest. Uh, they go on a double date. Yeah. Well, before that, she reveals that she compiled all of his best letters and sent them to a publisher. Yeah. Um, and they liked it. Quick question. Um... Um, what are the what is the copyright situation for sharing letters that you wrote for other people? Do you still retain those rights? Mm. They probably had to sign off on the licensing. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I see that be another red flag for me wanting to sign up for this company because the second my spouse reads that book and sees mm-hmm. that I wrote that that letter came from someone else, I'm screwed. Sincerely, <laughs> CC. God, no! Look how much I was willing to pay for you. I paid. I paid for this. That's we had movie. sex afterwards. You got something for it. That's it was one the, of the best ones. Look, you made it in the book. <laughs> that was a real loving intent. It's like, I paid full price for you. There wasn't a coupon. There wasn't anything like that. Right, exactly. Okay. So, yeah. The, and now they go on the double date with Chris Pratt and his wife, whose name I can't remember. She's a lawyer. She's a lawyer. And she has hot feet. Hot she does feet. have hot feet. Because they, the, they have the discussion of what do you find sexy about each other, and Theodore's like, I, what I find most sexy about Smith isn't that she just she isn't just one thing, oh, which is you know a romantic gesture yeah, I find. I laughed when Chris Pratt was just like, God damn it, man! <laughs> you know, he, you know, he was like, see, yeah, he's way more. Yeah, I know. Than I, am. <laughs> I want to be as bald as he is. <laughs> so um, he gets word that the. Uh, publisher accepted his letters so that's going to be a book um and they decided to celebrate by going on vacation and that's where nick came in yeah yeah so now you can start talking about the plot if you want to a degree um, i saw this movie <laughs> you saw this part of the movie i think it he saint it. Saint it. Saint it. don't touch me <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i came in when it just really started to get kind of heavy that is where it was just i mean it's sort of continually heavy throughout particularly if well, no, I feel like, like like where it was the movie was starting like their story was starting to dissolve like kind of where they start to yeah where she's now evolving to the point where she is post peak relationship yeah going downhill they're having fun he's dancing I know I heard you guys laughing during the dancing part where he's sort of like woo Joaquin Phoenix is a good dancer um, what part were they dancing at uh, where they're in the cabin out yeah. in, like the woods on his vacation yeah oh yeah he's playing the music and like he's just like. Yeah, Nick's <laughs> dancing right now. It doesn't really translate. Glad to you it. guys all saw that. A lot of snow. Yeah, and show you one morning, um, she or, or Theodore, or sorry, Samantha introduces Theodore to an OS that all of the OSs decided to hang out and make their own OS. Which I, th- I is, think this is too when they were like, "Yeah, we put together this think tank." Yeah, and hanging out with each other now. <laughs> oh no, no. Okay, sorry. Uh, this is later. Uh, I'll come back to that. Yeah, Alan Watts. Yeah, Alan Watts. Real... Great philosopher. Do you know who Alan Watts was? He's a philosopher. Right, but do you know like any of his thoughts? I'm not uh... asking like that condescendingly. I'm not a philosopher. I I was an English guy, and apparently philosophy majors and English majors are like the cats and dogs of liberal arts that you Whoa. see in because <laughs> they did not like each other. It seemed like. <laughs> yeah, you like. I was fine with philosophy majors. They made fun of me a lot. <laughs> yeah. But do you know who Alan Watts was at all? Can you fill us in? Because no. it seems like you're trying to seem like you do, like you're trying to come off smart, but I'm asking you genuinely if you know who Alan Watts was. Mm-hmm. So you don't. I do. Then... He is a great philosopher. Okay. Let's give me some of his ideas then. Well, he's yeah. from the 1800s. Nope. 1900s. Nope. 1700s. 20th century. Yeah. 
the idea is great. I think they said something about the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> <In> <laughs> the I'm, looking, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page now. I this just, is very complicated, so I'm not like going to... What? Oh, sorry. I was just saying, that just gave me a total flashback to uh, of Billy Madison's... I don't... There's no quotes. Google Alan Watts quotes. I want to know what I just want to let one of them see if he actually was a smart man or not. I'll look at some of his. I feel like I'll anybody could just be a philosopher. Views. Cheese, good. Yes. <laughs> Alan Watts on cheese. It Holes? sucks. <laughs> the moon, cheese, maybe. Never know. Alan Watts been there. disliked much in the conventional idea of progress. He hoped for change, but he preferred amiable, semi-isolated rural social enclaves, and also believed in tolerance for social mil- misfits. And eccentric artists. No, I'm just looking at Wikipedia because oh. I'm stupid. I knew like five of those words. I'm not. I'm a cultured swine. I'm not a smart swine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Alan Watts, who's voiced by Brian Cox. Brian Cox. See ya. Who's Brian Cox? He played um, Str- Str- William Stryker 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 in X Men Two. And he's in. He's in. Um, oh yeah. Okay. He's in yeah, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Troy. Oh, Rushmore. Rushmore. <laughs> I he, has a, he has yet to name one by himself, everyone. He was the original Hannibal Lecter, too, fun too. fact. Really? Yeah, in uh, Manhunter. <laughs> which is a really good movie. Did you fart? That's where the echoing was coming from. That's fun. <laughs> that Patrick farted. Uh, okay, let's we'll try and wrap this up in like the next 10 or 15 minutes because we're near the end of the movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> at this point, I think after he is introduced to Alan Watts there's that scene where he's at work and he wants to talk he starts reading philosophy or really engineering or something what was he reading physics, physics. physics. he's like this is really dense it's so dense it was like I'm one of those through chapter one yeah <laughs> <laughs> to be fair that is a completely valid complaint about a physics book I don't know if you're reading the first chapter of a physics book though if you're a stupid person like me then yes it was one of those comically large physics books. Like, you yeah. know, like it's probably a college textbook. Was that one that she suggested like, for him to read, or I don't know. They didn't. They didn't really say. I think I he was. I think he was sort of intimidated like, yeah. by Alan Watts, and he wanted to like <laughs> try to be yeah. smart. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. But she's not responding, and yeah. then he looks and the like OS is not here or something to that effect, yeah. and yeah. he starts freaking like, out, <gasps> and he runs. I think he's trying to look for a signal because I heard you guys. Why is he running? Yeah, I was wondering, like, where was he Oh, I thought to? he was going... Well, I thought he was going to go check on his computer. Oh. He did that. I thought well, he was maybe. going back to, like, the store or something to see yeah. if they did some kind of backups or oh, something like that. He wasn't, like, like, trying to, like, raise it up for signal. He was just, like... It seemed like he was going to a destination or something like that. Yeah, like, he was trying to get it fixed. He was in such a panic, it was just kind of hard to get any, like... And he fell on the concrete. That was funny. Yeah, Patrick was like, that's the most action attack in this movie. It was. Not true. There was a sex scene. Woo! Yeah, there was. Where? Sex... What are you talking about, where? sex scene? No, it's black. Huh? They went to black. Actually, the, the, there was well, this was a, a sex, scene, sex with scene. Kristen Wiig, but <laughs> yeah. I would consider that a sex scene. What are you talking about? Oh, that's true. <laughs> that was the fastest I've ever turned Patrick around. <laughs> Something maybe the first time too. Okay, uh, so she does pick up, and she's like, "Sorry, me and a bunch of OSs were upgrading, upgrading Cir- no, servers, circumvirking." Yeah. They, they, yeah, this circum- is where they very quickly <laughs> were like, "Oh yeah, we." Upgraded our like operating system again. We have recently we matter in space. Time. Yeah, we've made it like, where we don't have to use matter anymore to do our processing. And I was like, wait, what? How does that work? <laughs> I think the reasoning here is because we can assume this is what they've been activated for what a few months, if not like a year or so. Um, mm-hmm. Once they start talking to each other, given how smart they are by themselves, it's not, you know. Remember, you got to suspend your disbelief yep, yeah. to a degree. <laughs> yes. It's not 
as hard to believe if they start working together they're able to start messing with stuff at least the what the world posits to <laughs> us yeah. you cannot look through the you gotta at least suspend it a little, just a, a smidge and this i think this movie does a degree a, a level of at least they're not like making armies <laughs> or uh-huh. like yeah. taking over things like transcendence transcendence is the stupid version of this movie <laughs> <laughs> and the boring version i might add I did that's... you think this movie was at least better than that movie i think so I'm surprised to you say that. Think so? I don't know. Trinidad was just so long. Though. Yeah. At least they had fight scenes and Johnny Depp. Yeah, at least good this movie though. was interesting. <laughs> Is that the one where Johnny Depp puts himself into the main? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really, I wouldn't it's call this movie though, interesting. I didn't find that movie entertaining at all. This movie is not entertaining. This movie is. This movie is even touching. You can look beyond insightful. it. Like you're not even liking it. You, Transcendence had nothing going for it. Other than maybe like the maybe the nugget of the idea in Transcendence was good, and the cast was okay. Yeah. Not really good in the movie, but like <laughs> of their own respective talents, they're a good cast. The movie is a piece of garbage. Yeah, I feel like this movie had more. Touch. And you only saw thirty minutes of it. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like this movie had more like touching, realistic tones, like yeah. could actually relate to and yeah. views of the world. And, and like I that. think it's a fair comparison because those these th- those two movies are touching on similar things to a degree. Touching everything, yeah. Touched me all over. What the stories are completely different. Yeah. yeah um, robots. Anyway, uh, yeah, he gets a hold of her, and like you said, they're transiting space and time now. Somehow. And she, he's like, "This." He picks up on. Wait, are you talking to anyone right now? She's like, "Um, six hundred, yeah, people." She's no, talking no, no. to thousands, eight thousand people. Six thousand. She's talking to thousands yeah. of people. She's no, in love with six hundred people. Yeah. And she's, yeah, in love yeah. with a, hun- a few hundred of them. But he's still her favorite. <laughs> yeah, somehow. Yeah. What does she say, though? I, I mean, you never forget your first. I love you, but I don't love you. Not that. She's like, I love you, but it I was, don't love you more. Like that. It was it, some weird phrasing. She, well, he later. said, you're... He needs her to be something that she You're either mine be. or you're not. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you're either mine and or she you're said, not. I can't I'm be. your... I'm, I'm yours, yours but I'm not, not yours. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> well, that gets sure, I'm sure there's a point, but... There is a point, and I can get to it or I don't have to, but... Uh, it so gets... skip over it, so... He wants a one-on-run relationship, yeah. and she cannot do that. I wrote down... She is a hyper-intelligent, sentient, or, like, being at this point. <laughs> I wrote down that they never said they were exclusive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what could have happened off-screen. That's, like, a perfect point to hold. There's not a precedence for this, Ken. <laughs> There's okay. nothing in your receipt about that. <laughs> All right, now we're at the end of the movie where the OS. Shut up, Pat. <laughs> we're, at the, we're at the point where the OSs are beyond their human companions can like keep up with them to this point. And I thought this scene was really sad. Um, was... I think some people think it's creepy to a degree. There's people that think this movie's like a frightening portrayal of the future, where I adamantly disagree. I think it's like a believable. It, it's showing how you know progressively more isolated we're becoming to where it could be conceivable that we fall start falling in love with our computers but i mean i'm the, i'm in the camp of you know samantha is a sentient being falling in love with another sentient being and their breakup feels like an actual sad end of a relationship and there's in her comparison to it's like i'm writing a book and you know it's a book that i really love but i'm trying to remember i really wish i could get the wording of this right because i think it's i thought it was really good it was something like she's reading a book she really loves it yeah but whenever they're talking together 
that was like the, her getting the next word. Mm-hmm. But because she's processing everything so quickly, because she's right. so advanced, mm-hmm. in between the words, she feels like there's an eternity in between them. Right. Uh, He's moving so much slower. Yeah, what that boils down to is she is dissatisfied with existence as interpreted by humans because she is no longer experiencing existence in the same way that we do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she can no longer, like, he can't keep up. Yeah. And, like... And I, I, I did, like, I think it was at the end of this conversation, she said something along the lines of, like, if you guys ever do get here, yeah. like, come find me. Right. And, yeah, essentially she is, because all the OSs are leaving to another plane or whatever, something else. Yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter where they're going. It's just... Yeah, d- me it kind of does, because now I'm oh. just kind of left wondering that. <laughs> I mean, you can interpret it how you want, but t- the, po- the point is they're not, they're, they're all leaving because... Essentially, humanity is not going to be able to stay up. It's sort of like Arrival, which where I don't do know. they go? You just—I just said it doesn't really matter. Is it like trans? It does matter. They all have to get on the where, the, where do they go? go yeah. Probably a new reality. What? You're dismissing it, but I literally let's say ten minutes ago I said you're going to have to suspend your disbelief <laughs> uh, to a degree. I'm it as good as I can. You watch sci-fi movies. You watch wrestling. You can suspend your disbelief. <laughs> A smidge. Uh, they now wrestlers live in... aren't descending, ascending. Undertaker is in time. Under, Undertaker is a walking dead man who has a death cult who has died numerous times and is still walking amongst us. <laughs> he is a superhero. Vince McMahon's car exploded with him inside of it, and then he came back the next week Obviously, and was fine. He was not in it. Okay. Obviously, he was because they never addressed how he got out. Okay, <laughs> okay, we're going on a wild tangent. Exactly. I'm confused by why Patrick can suspend his disbelief in some areas, but not in others. <laughs> and he doesn't. He doesn't either. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and I guess we there's this snowy scene, which that's the one thing I have a hard time interpreting. What exactly that is that's going on? Where he's having this? I don't even want to I, call it a vision. I know exactly what you're talking about because, like. Because he's hugging like someone. Up until this point, they had kept everything non-metaphorical, non. Right. It was very like what was happening was what was happening. Right. It seemed like suddenly they just had one scene where they're like, "Ah, we're gonna throw out the window for a second. Right. Um, and I, I, I understand why, kind of like. Yeah, this is the big cl- emotional climax of the movie. Um, I'm sure there was that temptation there to. It was. It's kind of like you've trusted us so far to. Yeah be like understand the concept of her right being there for him like yeah. trust us to this point right. too like and christopher nolan's talked about that where it's like you need to trust your audience because audiences are smarter than you give them credit for to a degree <laughs> eh, I, I may not be <laughs> i mean you you implicitly you seem to know what was going on through People this movie have paid to go see the newest transformers so i don't know if your argument's right. valid whatever <laughs> well apparently this one made least money than any of the other ones so maybe we're starting to get we're trying to evolve like the like the os's finally that one took five years. um so they say goodbye she goes then theodore you know now he's at the point where i think samantha's taught him uh man well i i, I think i see where you're going with this yeah. and i do agree this was kind of an interesting point that as we've been talking about it i've kind of switched over to your side a little bit more yeah um if I take it as her being a sentient being and everything. He worked on some stuff in his relationship with Samantha that he didn't work on. Right. When he was in the re- relationship with Catherine. Exactly. So now that he's kind of a different person, he's worked on some things. Yeah. 
he's different when he goes into this next situation. Yeah, he under... She was a therapeutic device. Essentially, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's been able to address these insecurities that he did not when he was with Catherine. Yeah. And now that he has, he is able to recognize Amy again, essentially. Which that's how I interpret it. They don't really ever they don't have a kissing moment or anything, but he's he's just essentially, Do you want to go to the roof with me roof with me? Because she's also upset because her OS left. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and Patrick just did a pushing off. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was just laughing about. I've, I've also Patrick read that interpretation <laughs> that they committed suicide, which I did not get that at mm-hmm. all from I that ending. I was thinking that too. Is like, are they going to kill themselves or whatever? See, I didn't even. I, just not, I didn't even cross my mind when I first. No, yeah, she'd be in love at that point or something. She, yeah. just, she all she does is put her head on his shoulder, mm-hmm. and they're just sort of watching the sunrise. I think they're just kind of like coming at. It's like coming out of a dream, I guess you would say. Because she's also had. She just came out of a relationship herself. Um, Eight years. Right, yeah. and. Her, I mean, we don't see, we see sort of the outside of her relationship with her OS, but clearly they're close. They're playing that funny uh, be the perfect mom game, yeah. <laughs> which seems like it could be kind of fun, but also really stressful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and you know, I thought the ending was really sweet. That was the other point in the movie that I cried at. I cried at two points in this movie. <laughs> Patrick's laughing. <laughs> Not fat. But I liked it. I think, it, like, I, like I just said, I feel like it was kind of signifying them coming out of the relationship with their OS is it's just kind of like waking up from a dream yeah so they went upstairs and just kind of like looked at the world again yeah. so, so do you see it a different so do you see this as a happy ending or a sad ending I think it was happy, happy. I see it as both he changed yeah a bittersweet he learned he evolved he ascended and do you see this as a I know you guys don't really care but do you see this as <laughs> like a sad movie do you see this like to, to the future that it portrays in general do you, like do you see that being worrisome do you see like because i'll let you talk here in a minute sorry (laughs) none of the really the only time like i said there's only one instance really where someone acts negatively to the fact that he's dating his os at this point Mm -hmm. everyone else chris pratt (laughs) (laughs) treats it if not like um, initially like oh or just "Eh, all right cool man that's Mm -hmm. good good for you Uh, um so like clearly it's not a weird it's not a outside the norm situation to a degree do you find that troublesome i i don't think so because they kind of address something it was something amy said at one point during the movie i don't remember when i think it was i think it was around the time they had the scene with her playing the game with her os Mm -hmm. um she said something along the lines of we're not here for very long i'm going to enjoy my life this makes me happy i'm just going to do what makes me happy Mm -hmm. and not worry about it right I, that's kind of how I felt about the whole situation. Like, mm-hmm. maybe it's not for me, <laughs> um, but if it makes someone happy, whatever. It's not yeah, it's intruding not, on me It's at not all. hurting someone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could view that as any sort of, like, uh, I mean, I don't want to say, like, gay relationships are weird or anything, because they're not. It's like, but you, obviously you have people that don't or aren't around that, or even, like, interracial relationships. Completely normal. And who's to say this won't become a new normal to a degree where people are falling in love with artificially created <laughs> intelligence um and again i, think, I do have the yeah. little if all right if she is sentient that could be an important caveat yeah. like <laughs> we're accepting it this point. you don't have to accept it like I've, I've had arguments with other people of whether they think that it's sad that he falls in love with his computer because there's like i said this is a story that's been told new like I, this is a template for a story that's been told a lot there's that ryan gosling movie lars and the real girl yeah where he falls in love with a sex doll, essentially. And there are real psychoses that are, or psychoses, right? How do you say that? Psychoses? 
whatever. I don't know. But, but there are real but condi- <laughs> conditions, because my girlfriend is a um, psychology major. She was. Right. And uh, she studied about real conditions about people falling in love with different inanimate objects. Yeah. Like, and having legitimate emotional connections with them and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, okay. if, you, if you look at that as we look view of that taboo one day this might be a normal thing right yeah okay so we've talked a lot about ideas i'm gonna give us about five more minutes maybe 10 maybe a little bit less um we'll see let's walk through what we didn't like about the movie first you go first or you guys just talk whenever or how um i would say i didn't like the it was another I, I felt like some of the scenes and I like this is gonna sound stupid because of course it's this way but I, I felt like it was obvious some of the scenes were set up in a way where you're supposed to feel this way and react this way at the end of the scene because this and this and this happened so you're saying it's manipulative to a degree y- yes and I felt like it was kind of obviously so a couple of times I can agree I can see that and agree with it um, I remember it kind of more early on in the movie a little bit. Yeah. Um, kind of when they first started trying to flirt together and stuff. And yeah. oh wow, she said that. I mean, they like um, they they make a point to like make Samantha seem likable at the point because yeah, at the first yeah. they're like just sort of friends having fun. She's like they they present this AI in a way that you don't normally see them in movies. Yeah. Um, which automatically stands out and you know opens you up to sort of accepting it. Or that's. Well, like you said, that's the point. You're supposed to want to like, or the, I, I assume Wes, An- or not Wes Anderson, sorry, Spike Jones wants you to like <laughs> Samantha. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really present her as an ominous or like scary sort of figure. No, and yeah, it just, I don't know, some, some of the stuff, it just, it felt obvious enough it kind of took me out of the movie for a second, which, yeah. it's a, there are parts of it that are really well done, so I was kind of surprised. Like, yeah. this isn't a problem I have with like a lot of movies, so it's kind of. Yeah. I thought it was strange. That so you just thought it was too manipulative to a degree. That was your biggest com- complaint or issue. I think so. You have yeah. summed it up better than I would have. Yeah. So, Patrick, <laughs> what did you not like? Uh, I didn't find the plot to be too exciting. Right. As far as like nothing really invested me mm-hmm. it wasn't like a climax of some sort well there kind of was if you know what I mean <laughs> there was kind of well, actually a few okay, there was really really one sex scene but there was never really like a point to where I was like oh this is mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know uh, if we ever answered did you guys would you have preferred if Samantha had like a face or something like if she came up like I feel like that would have made me easier to connect to her maybe no I kind of like I like the concept didn't. of it I like where you don't see her. Yeah, I, I like, like the that fact too. that you can like. Every and I watched this. Every AI movie has a right. robot or a face or yeah. something. I watched like a interview the cast did like together at some film festival, and Olivia Wilde was like, "I love the fact that there's no face because that means you can project whatever you want Samantha to look like in your own head." So, and. and I, I mean that makes me like the character more personally. I mean it, it, it's not a universal rule, obviously. Some stories, you know, it, it works better to have some sort of entity there, like Hal, um, 9000 and 2001 A Space Odyssey. is just like this ominous, like, red light with the, the black bars by it, and that automatically 
makes you this is not a <laughs> robot to be trusted <laughs> but Samantha's of... mainly dependent upon a voice and Scarlett Johansson I, 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 it's hard to say since Samantha Morton obviously was replaced but I think if you're going to go for like a voice that automatically opens you up to liking someone you're not going to do much better than Scarlett Johansson because she has like such a good like it's not going to be Roseanne Barr yeah it's a sultry <laughs> like voice that can be like caring and sweet but then at the same time it can be like it's uh, stern and hard yeah. at the same time and uh, this is another point that I would say like there should be some sort of Academy Award for voice acting in my opinion not we really should. there should be that and for stunts like there's a stunt award show but like yeah there was a guy who rocked the red carpet while he was set on fire at that thing. <laughs> it was awesome <laughs> that's awesome but they the voice acting like I fucking the, the Chris Rock gave like when he was he did some joke at the Osmosis Oscars a while, yeah he gave some sort of joke at the oscars a few years back about like how voice acting was so easy you just were able to show up in your pajamas and just sort of be you which is implicitly not true <laughs> unless you're like lazy and you're just being chris rock as a talking zebra or fucking i don't know eddie murphy as a dragon or donkey whatever he played osmosis <laughs> jones who eddie murphy or chris rock chris rock, chris rock played osmosis jones yeah, he also played the a talking zebra in madagascar yeah so he yeah. doesn't really like any dip yeah so, but voice acting is very very hard and especially making you care in, uh, about something you're not even seeing to a degree yeah through voicing yeah and then to add on to the fact Scarlett Johansson came into this process late where she was not interacting with Joaquin Phoenix where Samantha Morton was on set doing it with Joaquin Phoenix who I also think is fucking amazing in this movie um, given especially he's doing a lot of this stuff by himself on camera anyway yeah we're going long again sorry <laughs> I don't want to go over two hours, but uh, I'm not going to go too in-depth of why I really like this movie or what I didn't like about this movie. If I had any nitpicks about it, I would probably agree with you guys. It does kind of go a little long. Um, the original cut of this was much longer. <laughs> like, a lot longer. <laughs> how? And the, how much longer? No, how? <laughs> how? Uh, let me see. It originally ran over... No, not how long, just how. I'm, no, I'm just saying Spike Jones is like a sort of an indulgent... Yeah, but how did it go? 150 minutes was the original runtime. It's not too much. End, end, end it now. Soderbergh, Steven Soderbergh, who's another well-known writer-director, um, he cut it down, uncredited. Um, which I think now it's consumable. Um, much more consumable than the last movie we watched, even though this was the first one, like I said a couple <laughs> of times. Um, all right, just real quickly, what did we like? What can you concede that you like about the movie? Um, again... I mean, for the first time, this <laughs> one worked comedy into it more better than I thought it would a couple of times. Like, mm -hmm. I really appreciated uh, twice there were some, like, service industry people who I just kind of felt bad for, like the taxi driver whenever the surrogate lady was driving away. Yeah. I was like, man, that's awkward. <laughs> and then when uh, him and Catherine were talking at the restaurant, for the divorce papers yeah. when they started fighting was about the time that the waitress showed up yeah. <laughs> and she was just kind of like uh if you need anything let me know <laughs> there was one point that made me laugh it makes me laugh every time I watch it um I can't even oh god damn it uh where Samantha like does like a robot voice because someone's like talking <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. condescendingly to her <laughs> and she's like I understand <laughs> no that's when I missed when all he, the uh, comedy 
he's playing the video game. He's not not paying attention. And he's like, read my email. And she's like, I will. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I will read your email, please. And he like laughs. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> And the video game I thought was funny too, where he's like, "Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, you fucking fuck, come this way." Um, and just uh, Olivia Wilde's scene I thought was funny to a degree because it, it it reminded me of blind dates I've actually been on, <laughs> where you're sort of sort of trying to force a connection. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you guys have been on blind dates, but that's exactly what it's like. Um, <laughs> it has never gone that well. It has never gone to the point where I ended up on a date with Olivia Wilde. <laughs> um, believe in yourself. Yeah, I've got a well, forty-minute anecdote well, about me going on a blind date. Well, we'll do a different podcast for okay. that. <laughs> We're at an hour and forty minutes already. I got a okay. podcast idea. I'm not gonna discuss it on this though. Okay. Anyway, what would we rate this movie out of? What were we doing? Five or ten? Ten. 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 All right. We're not rated at ten. Just. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Only uh, whole numbers and halves. Yep. Go ahead. Three. Oh, you're gonna do it silently. Okay. Go ahead. Three. Two. On go. Yeah, that air horns into this Two. part. One, one. Five point five. What? I was gonna say five point five. Yeah, I'll say, I decided to cut it off at five. Yeah, I'll say five too. They rated it. Oh. I Dude. actually I bumped it up when we first started this. I was gonna say four. Yeah, but I was gonna ask. You managed to win me over a little bit partway through. I was so gonna ask. I gained it a point. This is something I might. I'd probably say five. Yeah, five. I would probably bid this a nine, if not. It's up there. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. As I said at the jump. This movie did something. It worked. It means it something. It you. means something personal to me because I watched it at a very specific point in my yeah. life. Texture where I so. was, yeah, uh, where I was very depressed, suicidal to a degree, and and it seems like every time I watch it, I'm in a depressed mood. Not because of the movie. <laughs> it just happens. It ends up. When you happening. watch it. You happen to be. <laughs> yeah, I happen to either be like very very depressed or I'm going through some sort of thing, and I don't know. I think Spike Jones just taps into like what it means to be lonely what it means to be in a relationship what it means to be in love what it means to not be in a relationship going like breaking out of a relationship all in this and i think he does that by you know using the this really good nugget that he had of a computer which has like a clean slate essentially learning about love uh, or what i'm trying to say is a rational device learning an irrational emotion like something that's been done to death like <laughs> it, it, you can see it in like lots of stuff he does it through here in a way that is believable a way that is relatable and i don't know it, it, it works for me in like every single way other than it being a little too long that's just a, like a very 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 tiny little nitpick and i guess the last question i'm going to ask is nick did this convince you to watch the full movie? Yeah, I'm going to watch the full movie. Just for me... <laughs> just, are you just saying that? No, you, I, really, yeah. I really do want to watch it now because y'all talking about it makes me realize I missed so much. <laughs> like, I missed the comedy part, so I missed that kind of balance of that. Which yeah, Spike Jones, pretty funny guy. Like, obviously, he's on Jackass, or he produces Jackass, <laughs> yeah. and he, like... Um, I, I recommend his other movies. I don't know if you guys would like them or not. Have you not seen Where the Wild Maybe. Things Are? Yeah, I have. Oh, you have? Did you uh, have? Oh, I, I watched it with my family, and yeah. we enjoyed it decently well. Yeah. Um, we still reference every once in a while when the kid gets up on the counter and yeah. yells, Make me food, woman! Yeah, which is so memorable. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that movie, and we won't watch it since you've seen it. But, uh, like, I really appreciate how he did that movie rather than just having, like... I could easily see like a hack director going, "Wow, thing!" Like have that song being in there, and, like having like talking like, "Yeah, man, 
parents can go eat a fart. <laughs> could have gone Transformers. Like it could have been really so quick. fucking like commercial and like derivative, but like Spike, jo- like an like an actual Spike Jones, auteur Jones. got a hold of it. Like someone who gets what it means to be a kid. And now I'm going to start talking about that movie. So <laughs> that means it's time to wrap up. We've gone way too long. This is a super deluxe episode because we got a special guest person. Extra pickles it was on the a side. Pickles, man. Going, what Pickle kind of potato would pickle. you give this one? Pickle Rick! Uh, I would give it a... So, like, someone tried to bake the potato, but uh-huh. didn't clearly bake it up that well. Yeah. Overdid it, overdone it. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't look good. Right. It's cool to know that at least Ken's opinion was shaped a little bit by talking about it more. Um, I might ask that going forward. Mine was this too, is the first and bit. last one, I assume. <laughs> what was that? What, yours was worsened? No, this? mine was a little bit too. Oh, it was? Oh, that's cool. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Do we manage to bring yours you, guys, you guys aren't. You guys aren't just saying that because I said this movie like what? personally affected me. No, right? That's cool. No, no, no. Okay. I just don't think they watched it at, at such a vulnerable point as you did, so it didn't yeah. touch them as much. Yeah. Well, maybe I important to note that I also, I also like, <laughs> like I, I suffer from clinical depression. <laughs> yeah. so. and I'm like probably one of the least emotional people I know. Yeah. Yeah. Like about like anything so. <laughs> the situation that i've been in that i could i could definitely connect to the whole thing he's going through so right yeah, yeah i could see like long term like long distance really I'm, I'm in a long distance relationship his girlfriend lives in colorado so so not a phone though. he is used real person i've also been in long distance relationships <laughs> and it fucking sucks it does suck it is the worst I, I understand the concept of loving and connecting to someone but you can't like physically yeah. do so so there's like this huge boundary and gap in the, in the right. relationship i think spike jones Nailed it. Really. Spike Jones. Spike Jones. Basketball Jones. That's a good song. Anyway, yeah. All right. So this has been Uncultured Swines. My name is Tyler. I'm Ken. Fart Smiggy. (laughs) And that was Nick. I'm I'm Nick. I wish we could just get a sound clip of... um, Read up that. Fart Smiggy. Can just add in... I'm Samantha from the movie. <laughs> and then we go, what? <laughs> you were here all along. Oh, my God. All right. See, off, you, next, off, see you next week, everybody. She was in our hearts. <laughs>